is lead and believe. I believe, Benny. Now can you help me lead? Oh, boy, Brad. Here we go again. Absolutely. This is a podcast for leaders who want to build a world-class culture. I'm Brad Gustafson. And I'm Ben Gilpin. Brad Gustafson, we are back at it. Season two, episode two. How you doing, my friend? Double deuces, baby! (laughs) Uh, Things are good. Things are good. I have been looking forward to this conversation right here, right now, this moment, ever since we decided what we were going to lean into. And that topic that has me like jumping out of my seat is what, Benny? We're going to dive into core values. Yes. And some people, maybe if you were me several years ago, you maybe your eyes just rolled back a little bit like, come on, guys, core values. But (laughs) I've had this thing happen over the last several years where I'm just connecting more deeply to to really to my own core values. And it has been a source for me personally, Ben, of just renewal and grounded me in some really tricky situations and some good situations. So. Uh, if you would have asked to talk about this years ago, I might have just said, for, for real? Don't we have anything else? But now I feel like, at least internally, this is maybe the thing, or at least one of the top things that that behooves leaders to reflect on deeply. You just hit the nail on the head to me. So, you know, we are lead and believe. Yep. And to be the best versions of ourselves, really, to be the best version of yourself, having a grasp, having a having an understanding, a self-awareness of your core values, I think is critical in being the best version. Well, how do you actually, here's the disconnect I've noticed sometimes in people or even with myself, it's you can put it on a sheet of paper, like a vision statement or core values. You can even articulate it and say, this is what I believe. You can reflect on it. That doesn't mean that you're going to show up In the moment, small moments, big moments, medium moments, that doesn't mean you're going to lean into those and live those values when you're responding to a really hard email as a superintendent or, you know, whatever the case might be. So how do you actually do that? And how do you put it into practice, Ben? Okay, so full disclaimer, people. (laughs) He's like, I'm not. I don't do that, Brad. No, just kidding. (laughs) Probably more information than some of you are even are interested in. Number one, I'm in the midst of reading and almost through the book, Master of Change by Brad Stahlberg. And I know I mentioned that in episode one. Second piece, though, and this is probably falls under vulnerability. I am two and a half years, two and a half years of being an individual that goes and chooses to go to therapy for myself. And as I share all that with with everyone, I realize that that's a vulnerable moment. But I can tell you one of the key pieces for me is an activity that I did about and, and around core values. Hey, hold on. Yep. Let me get the hashtag in here. Hashtag free therapy. Okay, go ahead. That's it. Free therapy. Right here. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> so as I'm learning about and gathering more self-awareness around my core values, what I'm discovering about myself is in times of anxiety, in times of stress, in times of challenge, all those things, I need to be rooted in a base that goes and aligns with my core values. Because here's the deal. When I don't align with my core values, there's something inside of me that just simply knows I'm off. But how do you actually do that? So you recognize the importance, but how how do you make sure you're aligned or rooted? So the first off is number one key term is self-awareness. You have to know, you have to know what do you really truly stand for? And then number two, 
Then number two, you have to have the tools to be able to bring yourself back to those core values. Yes. So here's my tools. Hey, can we do a tool swap after this? Because I got a tool too. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to cut. So here are my main tools. Yep. My main tools, number one, my main tool, and I know some of you are going to be like, how do you do that? My number one main tool is I slow down. How do you do that? How oftentimes I'm going to take a deep breath, I'm going to process, and I'm not going to feel the pressure to answer in the spur of the moment. Yep. Ben, I'm really quick with my kids, more so when they were younger, not that they don't have their moments now, but there'd be times where I would just really be frustrated at something crazy they're doing. And I didn't always do the deep breath thing, but in the times I did, I never regretted it once. Just literally taking a breath before responding or or whatever, it just, I, I noticed that about myself. And the times actually I didn't, where I was probably speaking right straight from the amygdala, as people might say, that never worked out as well as I would have hoped. Yep, I get it. So number one, slow it down. Deep breath, slow down. Yep. Here's my number two tool for you. My number two tool is it goes back to Stephen Covey. And I know this is going to sound a little bit, again, a little bit simplistic to you, but that's okay. Is as a leader, I need to seek first to understand then to be understood. And so as I'm slowing things down and I'm trying not to, to respond in the spur of the moment, I'm trying to gather information because as a leader, again, you're trying to make the best decision possible. Do you have a go-to line or strategy to do, to show up curious? Oh. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Honestly, Brad, I mean, really, I've got pictures in my office and I have, I've got a keychain. Shoot, on my, on my keychain, I've got this key that I got from a great friend and it says, believe. And so I'm a, I'm yeah. a closet Ted Lasso lover. And, and so there's a lot of things that will take me back to that curiosity because the younger version of myself was judgmental. And, 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 yeah. and so here's a quick little story. We've all been encountered with the split family. The younger version of myself got very frustrated with split families and wanted them to come together for the betterment of kids. The more experienced version of myself understands, I don't know those stories fully. I don't know what got people to certain situations and who am I to judge? And so I try to best support any way possible without passing judgment. So that would be where my curiosity comes in. And that's just a little simple story. I think we all deal with split family situations. So there's my second one. Well, and we all deal with judgment too. You know, just seeing a situation and some, you just, your brains go on autopilot and being intentional about pausing that or interrupting it is critical. Okay. So I got a third tool for you before you jump in. Yeah. I feel like I should get a tool belt on here. This is a value added show, Ben. I'm telling you, two and a half years of therapy. I've got tools. <laughs> you, nice. <laughs> Bring it on. So here's my third tool. And this is really, really critical. My younger version of myself isolated myself. And as I pulled in and isolated, and Brad, you know this about me, because those were the times that quote unquote, Ben would go dark. So the tool in the toolbox is that you're not alone and that you have people that you can reach out to in times of need, whether that's someone in your PLN, whether that's a close person that's in your inner circle, whether that's a colleague, a mentor, whatever it happens to be. I know that one of my go-tos is I pull in rather than reach out for help. 
So, so how does that connect to you living out your core values? Well, part well that that actually dives into my core values, and so my core values. Ah. So, really, one of my core values is clearly, and and most people that know this about me is relationships. And so, yep. to my core, that um, that trustworthiness, that um, meaningful relationship, not just a surface level relationship, a really meaningful relationship. And so I want to be able to walk, walk in my path and walking in my path to me is reaching out to you or to Todd or to Jimmy or to Joe or somebody that's in my, in my circle and be able to say, Hey, I need some help on this. And, and so that to me takes me back to my core values, but it also gives me a lifeline that I'm not alone. Uh, Suddenly I feel bad for screening all your calls. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to, I was driving home, I think from the airport recently, and I had the radio on. I'm like alone in my car. It's night and it's, uh, you know, taillights cruising by because I drive kind of slow. And I'm not even listening to the, the, it was a sports game on. I wasn't really listening. It was just keeping me company. I was kind of reflecting on the trip I had been on. And all of a sudden I hear the announcer say something like, this team, it was a football game. This team is not playing like who they are or something, something like that, or who they want to be. And I, I could pick up from the broadcast, the team was getting nailed. You know, they were losing, right? And I was thinking about that. Like, what does that actually mean? And I, and I made the connection because sometimes announcers, I think they're a little cliche or they're just filling space sometimes. But the importance of that comment was real to me because I know there are times in my life where it's when it, the stress is on and you're trying to help three students uh, co-regulate at once or you know, whatever the case may be. That That's when it's hard to live out your core values because we can say we're here for kids. But when you're when you don't know which one to serve or when you're trying to figure it all out without any time, it's hard. At least for me, that gets hard. And uh, going back to that sports announcer, my simple, it's one tool. And I love what you said about simple. So don't ever diminish simple. I, that's what I, that, those are the tools I need. Then. So what you're saying is you need me to keep it simple. Or uh, <laughs> Harold, champion the simple tools, Ben. But basically, it's just asking, who do I want to be as a leader? Who do I want to be? And just by, and not just asking that once as a philosophical assignment or something, but literally been part of the cadence of my day these days is, has been and is asking that multiple times in different situations because sometimes the answer varies a little bit. I might have to tap into a different energy going into a meeting that I think is going to be difficult or if I want to, if I need to show up more curious, for example, that might be my answer to myself. Like, Brad, this next meeting is not going to require a lot of your voice. It's going to need your curiosity. Or, like, you know, but I was working with a student, Ben. This was maybe like two weeks ago. And I was frustrated, okay, going in. And I paused before speaking. I asked myself that question because it's part of my day now, you know. Who do you want to be, Brad? And I knew I was already mad that it was kind of a safety type thing, you know. Like, it's basically a student had left left supervision. So I knew I cared about the student, but I was not my best self. So my first answer to myself was kind of a quick processing. And this all played out in three seconds in front of the kid silently. Like he, maybe he thought I went, he's like, why is Dr. G not talking? But I was thinking, you know, for about three seconds, I was going to say, or I thought about saying, I'm not going to yell at you. But I caught myself because that's not who I want to, like, A, I don't want to be a yell, but also I do not want to be a manipulative power player where I hold that over people either. So I quickly checked that 
And I went to, and this is what I just came up in the moment. It's not perfect. It's better than saying, I'm not going to yell at you. But I said, you know, I want to stay, or I'm going to stay really calm during this conversation, but I need you to know this is important. That's, that's how I ended up leading. And that's just one, one example, Ben, of how actually revisiting and having that super duper quick conversation with yourself on your core values and who you want to be can actually help you get closer to the person that you want to be and live out those values. So that is my one tool. I'm going to call it the inner broadcaster. And it's a beautiful, to me, that's a beautiful tool because, but here, let's, let's push into that a little bit. So my question is, when you think about who do I want to be or what do I want to be, or you're actually thinking more about characteristics and qualities, you're not actually attaching that to a person's name. So you're not trying to be, what do you mean? so you're not, you're not trying to be blank leader. Oh no, it has nothing to do with anyone else. It's just the ideals. Like a big one for me is I do want to show up calm. I want to show up as a listener so that when I'm supporting a situation that's kind of tricky, that I'm elevating the thinking and, and the student-centeredness and the collaboration and all those things. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it's never, I think never, Yeah, it's never someone else's name. So, okay. So let's, let's give some people some tools. More, Ben? More? Yes. So the activity, <laughs> the activity that I did some time ago was and you can find it if you go on Google and I mean, we're all Google masters, right? You, you can Google core values and there are a lot of different activities. The one that I did basically was a list of a hundred different characteristics. And the activity that I had to do was I had to take those hundred characteristics and I had to basically, my first set was I had to find out what was really important to me. And my first list was about, there's probably about 20 of them that were important to me. But again, there's, that's probably too many. You can have a lot of things that are important to you, but you've got to really hone in because that's why they're core values. Then the second piece is I had to create a top 10, not necessarily in order. And then the third piece was I had to take that 10 and I had to shrink it down to three to five, three to five. So when we're talking core values, really all the research is going to point you to honing in on three to five core, core values. I would encourage people, it, it doesn't cost anything. You can Google it. You can find it. I mean, there are different studies out there. Figure out what are those three to five. But Brad, here's my follow-up question to that. What happens, what happens whether you're 25, 35, 45, or anywhere in there, what happens if you, if you take this core value? What if you did this maybe 10, 15 years ago, and then you take it again, is it okay for your core values to change? Yeah, well, I would predict they would. I don't want to project, but yeah, life is about iterating and learning. For me, Ben, I appreciate you sharing that tool because everyone is so different. That might really resonate with some people. I am not going to get off this call and go Google that tool. Like that's just a tool that uh, I think what I want, my tool, not my tool, a tool that has helped me is just consistently practicing asking who do I want to be? Just quietly in my mind, every once in a while, if I'm with a team and we're wrestling with something together or collaborating, I will ask that question now too. Like, hey, who, before we decide this, who do we want to be in this moment? Or who do we want to be to our students as we're working on student discipline together? And the times that I have leaned into that, especially with others, it is such an inspiring exercise as we're working on hard things to hear people's heart thinking and core values and realize where we're 
strong and common, but also realize like let other people elevate the room and realize what I might be missing or some energy and a characteristic that I can lean on that that a colleague mentioned. So that is that is the tool that I would would not counter you with, but that I would also offer. Although it feels really good to counter, man. It's just like you to counter. But you know, that's the beauty of it because there isn't necessarily a one size fits all. What yeah. I hear from you though, here's the thing that I hear. I hear, yep, I hear the calm, I hear the patient, and I hear you, you're in the moment slowing down enough to reflect and think rather than just react. So there's a difference between respond and react, right? React, we feel like, oh, we got to react, react, react. Respond is think it through, make your best decision with the tools that you have in, in your in your toolbox, like you said, or your tool belt. I'm a tool belt guy. Hey, as we wrap this episode up, Brad, what do you got for us as a, as a big takeaway? Uh, two quick things. I appreciated your sound effect button. I know you didn't really have keys there. So going to the studio sound and playing that key sound effect earlier when you busted out your lasso keys, that was impressive, my man. That was next level. Just kidding. <laughs> yep. He had real keys. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> My quick thing is just, I just want to wade in pragmatic waters. So even if you have to react, because I find myself reacting during the day, I really am excited by, I'll swear by my reactions are better. Even if I quick remember to ask myself, who do I want to be before I react? And even if I ask that question and then end up reacting to five different things over the next five minutes, I've just noticed a difference in my mindset and my effectiveness and how I'm showing up. And, and then after, I, you know, during my post-reflection, I have fewer regrets because although there is obviously a discrepancy sometimes in who I want to be and who I show up as, that gap, that discrepancy is smaller just by revisiting that question frequently. So speaking of leadership and believing, close us out here, buddy. Okay, so here's how I'm going to close it. The truth is, people, that, um, yep, Core values are important. Knowing your core values, critical to, to that growth piece. But here's the deal. You are going to have times, moments, hardship, challenges, stresses, anxiety. The other piece is give yourself some grace. You don't have to be perfect. If you've got that ability to reflect, stay in that moment. Think about what could I have done differently? How could I be a better leader? How could I be a, best, a, a better version of myself? but give yourself some grace because leadership is a hard thing and we're not going to be perfect. So lead with grace, lead with understanding and lead with a growth mindset. I love that. Yeah. One of our team members walked in the building today and she was just kind of joyfully saying today's a new day. And she meant it. And how cool is that? That reminds me of grace. Each day is a new day. That's a wrap, Benny. Okay. Season two, episode two, the double deuces are done. Two and two. Two and two. People, if you listen to this and you've got a thought, comment, anything along those lines, use the hashtag lead and believe. We'd love to get your thoughts. Have a fantastic uh, week and uh, till next time. Thanks, Brad. Love it. Creating a world-class culture requires intention and optimism. And sometimes it's the small steps a leader takes that matter the most. We hope today's conversation helps you move hearts and mountains as you lean and believe. believe.